Hey, it's Fro. Welcome back for episode two. This one is titled Interracial Marriage. For those that don't know, sorry, I don't mean to laugh. I'm, it, it, a random person could li- listen to my podcast, so I sh- shouldn't just assume that people that are listening are my friends and family, close friends and family members. Um, but yes, my husband is white and I am Chinese American and he is, um, he has Italian, English and German background. Um, I, I guess a little bit about interracial marriage. I've heard people like growing up, I've heard people date their significant others. They date other people that they are comfortable with, that they've grown up with. I've heard that opposites attract, but I think this might be referring to personalities, maybe also, I don't know, maybe. Um, so take whatever makes your heart feel better. (laughs) The heart wants what the heart wants. I think, and I also think to understand how we came to be attracted to one another involves going back a little. So I'm going to discuss my background and so bear with me. It's, I think it's interesting. I, you know, I'm a cool life, (laughs) but, um, just bear with me. And before I touch on my background, my childhood, um, I did look up this article and it was titled, I Googled about interracial dating questions because I just kind of wanted to just get some ideas and some my brain juice flowing. The article is titled, Things to Never Say to Someone in an Interracial Relationship. One of, one of the things, I, I jotted down a couple of things that were like, oh, wow. Um, the first one says, what do your parents think? The second one that I picked was says, you're so brave. The third one that I chose out of the article, I've got to get me one of those. Mm. I, it's like, I don't even want to comment on these because they're just so yucky. The fourth one says, is the sex different? (laughs) The fifth one, it's bad for your children. And in parentheses, it says like, because they're, they will be confused on what they are I'm like "Mm, what what I am I'm you know I'm a human being um the sixth one I wrote down and there were there were several others but I just kind of picked like my favorite ones are you the nanny and this one I will comment on because whenever Matt and I first started dating I used to lightly joke about this when we would go to like the airport or a restaurant Um, because if I was walking like slightly ahead of his family or like slightly behind, you know, if I wasn't directly next to Matt, um, I'd be like, oh no, don't worry. Like I'm, I'm not the nanny or I'm not like the maid or the, the bring along helper. Like I'm so-and-so's girlfriend. And like, I think about the more I think about it, it was probably just my way of coping or trying to cover up or just jump on to, I don't want anyone to assume that. And maybe my way of using like comedy to cover up an uncomfortable topic. I don't know if you guys have more insight to what I could have been thinking at the time. Um, cause I, I guess I just want, I didn't, I thought that somebody may assume that I wasn't with them, 
you know, because we look different. And so I just automatically jumped on that, jumped on that before anyone could say anything. Anyway, so let's scoot back to circa 1995. <laughs> it's Omar's 12th birthday. And I decided that I had my first crush and it was on one of my brother's friends. His name was Miles. And he had, well, most of the, most of the boys there had chili bowls because that was, that was the in, in style hair at the time. Miles was white and he had such light blonde hair, straight blonde chili bowl haircut. And I was, I was thinking, oh my gosh, he's so cute, and he had, a, and he had a nice smile, and I feel like that was probably my first crush. Like that's as early as I can remember, and I don't know what it was. He was also very nice, from what I remember. He was a nice, nice kid, and I was drawn to that too, as well. But I remember his yellow hair when I was five years old, and it stuck out to me very clearly. Anyway, um, moving on after that from um, elementary through high school, I, I, I feel like I went to a very diverse, um, I lived in a very diverse community, went to my, the schools I went to had, um, the demographics had a little bit of everything. It was majority were white, but there were also a lot of black, Hispanic, um, handful of Asian Pacific Americans and or just Asian, you know, in general, and then also Middle Eastern students too. In 2003, I remember I was 13 at the time. My maternal grandmother was living with us for a couple months while she's visiting, and she asked me to come over. I call her Ama. Her tone became very serious. She got very grave, and she spoke very good English too. And was mostly fluent in four other languages. And she said, Rowan, whatever you do, do not marry a Japanese person. And I'm thinking, like, I have no background. She just randomly says this one day. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, sure, Grandma. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Um, okay. You, you know, in my head, I'm like, I'll do my best. I was like, I don't even know. Like, I'm 13. Marriage is not even on my mind. I don't think, I'm trying to think, I don't even know, not really even had a boyfriend yet at this time. So I'm just very, okay, that's like a different world to me. And of course, later on, I realized like she said that because of the horrible things that in the past that Japanese did to Chinese women and children and stuff like that and you know I get where she's coming from but that was and also it's a different age and anyway that's that's a whole nother day to talk about that um I went to Chinese Chinese youth camp every summer for many years up until I was I think from age 8 to 17 every summer I'd go to Chinese youth camp for a week and I remember Embarrassingly, I do not recall maybe maybe one or two, but I really like at the top of my head, I can't think of any of the Chinese boys like taking a liking to me. And afterwards, I consoled my mom about about the matter later on and she told me she said it's because you are too much woman for them. 
and I'm, I remember the first time I told her this I was probably like in, in junior high age and so just hearing that just was like oh okay and when I got older I remember thinking about that comment and she definitely I feel like she definitely said that just to make me feel better because I was loud hyper a little rebellious I was not calm quiet and super school oriented as some of some of my friends were as I was not as school oriented as some of my friends were and my best friend Kat she grew up with me and can attest to this and she was a little rebellious too (laughs) and also in junior high I remember being attracted to most racists too I remember dating court I dating in quotation marks because it was I mean you guys know what dating is in junior high and middle school I remember dating Cortez for a week and he was this short black skater kid and so sweet just nice to everybody we went to elementary together also I believe fifth and sixth grade but I remember I broke up with him after he wrote baby Roro on his knuckles like where so like you put them together it'd be like b-a-b-y-r-o-r-o and as soon as I saw that I was like oh god I was like whoa this is getting too serious and I I was out I broke up with him that like that afternoon after school (laughs) I think I I feel like I purposely planned it to the point where my mom was pulling up in her her Toyota Sienna minivan and I was like, oh, by the way, I don't, can we just be friends? <laughs> um, anywho, let's see. Moving on up to high school. Junior year, this is 2006 now. Um, I ended up meeting Matt, my husband. And we met because we sat at the same lunch table. And we also had the same testing room because of our last names. My last, my maiden name was Ting, T-I-N-G, and then Matt's last name and my last name now is Thompson. He sat behind me whenever we would have our state testing days. So it would be, you know, I don't even know what, once, twice a year or something like that. And yes, that was fun. He uh, was a different person than he is now for sure. Or when we started dating and I'd always... Um, tease him about like he tried to he seemed like he was just trying to act cool and impress me and I thought he was a butt face because he would I had a friend sit next to me and they would like laugh literally at her not nobody else was laughing they literally would laugh at her and I was like glaring at both of them at the lunch table thinking god they're so mean but you know boys I guess do that even in high school when they even if they like somebody they still do that apparently anywho moving on um I think uh later on sometime in high school I remember asking my mom if she cared what race I dated and she said no as long as I was happy and was treated well and I and I remember thinking like that's that's really cool I'm glad that she you know feels that way and um let's see let's fast forward to college I'm a sophomore now in at my college (laughs) I already said that and I 
was I was still friends with Matt and but we didn't like we weren't good friends we didn't we were just like acquaintances and I remember his birthday was in September and I had this weird thing with birthdays I like to keep up with them even if it was like an acquaintance but I remember I texted him happy birthday I was like happy birthday Maddie hope you're doing well and I have no knowledge of this but apparently Matt texted me back saying thank you so much how are you I don't remember this text I don't know if it didn't come through or I saw it I don't know it in my mind it never happened and I feel so bad about it but um anyway he never uh we didn't talk anymore uh, after for two months after that and then just randomly I think we started talking again on Facebook during Thanksgiving and everything has been cloud nine since I'm kidding no, but that is when our relationship started nearly about 11 years ago now because Thanksgiving 2020 just passed. So, yeah, we've been involved for 11 years now. And I remember December of 2009, that's when I met Matt's family. They were so courteous and genuine. Lots of hugs. And please call me in parentheses, insert first name, please call me, blah, blah, blah. Like call me by my first name. And this took me years to get over. I did not feel comfortable calling them by their first name. I wanted to call them Mr. and Mrs. Thompson. I personally feel like this was a cultural difference. And I I think people would agree with me, like especially, at at least I can speak for Chinese people. This is like, we, we feel very awkward saying this. I mean, most of my friends probably would agree with that, but not all of them. I literally avoided saying my, at the time, boyfriend's parents' first names. If I ever spoke to them, I would just, I literally, if I needed to talk to them about something, I would just start talking like a little bit louder than my typical tone and try to make eye contact with them so that they knew I was speaking to them. (laughs) I also never called my mentor teacher by her first name for an entire year until I became her coworker on the kindergarten team. And I, in my mind, I felt like it was like a disrespect in my mind. You know, I, I thought it was disrespectful to call someone by their first name, especially if they were like a different status than you were. Like, even if they said, please call me by blah, blah, blah. In my mind, I'm like, I can't, I, I it's like a block in my mind. I was like, I can't, it just sounds, I feel disrespectful. <laughs> And around around the same time, I remember I heard an Asian comedian say he dated a white girl and their family hugged him more in one evening than his dad had his whole life. Of course, I mean, he, he may be maybe exaggerating, maybe not. But I remember laughing really hard at this because there was some truth about it. And my parents, they they hugged me enough. I feel, you know, I'm not feeling like I missed out or anything, but I do remember that hugs with my dad were spread out. It would be more of like a special occasions or um, when I'm thanking him or when I needed something, aka being a teenager. Thanks, dad. And my family, they were definitely not a traditional Chinese family. They seemed like they wanted to be more traditionally American with, you know, some, some Chinese culture still you know as my dad would call say he'd say american born chinese or banana whatever you want to call it 
he'd be like, we're ABC, American born Chinese. But I will say that my dad did have some of the bottle your emotions and explode temper from, I think personally, stereotypical Asian men. So that was something that he brought traditionally as a Chinese person, man. <laughs> Anywho, after we start, after Matt and I started dating, I, I noticed that he did have a very diverse group of friends, different backgrounds and cultures. He told me that some of his best friends growing up were black and his neighbor had a huge temple. Um, his, his first house, excuse me, his neighborhood had this huge temple um, a couple miles down the road. And once a year, it would have this huge event and hundred people would be there in attendance. And he always wondered what it was. And he later realizes it was Laos New Year. And you know, later down the road, we end up going there together because I um, had friends that attended the church. So it was really fun. But um, let's see, January of 2010, Matt was about to meet my mom and he was very nervous. What if she doesn't like me because I'm white? I responded, um, she will be fine because she's literally dating a white guy now. And that's my stepdad, Perry. And a side note, for those that do not know, my dad passed away when I was a junior in high school. And so that's, you know, obviously why she started dating again. And I'm, I'm happy that she was able to find someone else. And because, you know, you, I, I worried about her being alone a lot. Like, what if what if she fell or what just anything what if something happened and there's not someone right there that she can that is waiting on her or looking out looking out for her well-being and all of that so I'm glad that she found someone to be her you know her her mate for the future Um, walking around the mall during this time of our early in our relationship it's still it's probably winter spring 2010 walking around the mall i re i recall seeing asian and white couples specifically asian girls with white guys and we would make i would make eye contact with the girl with like a neutral or a small smile and i can't speak for everyone but i feel like we were thinking hey hey we're we're both dating we're doing the same thing that's kind of cool and maybe it's a trend i don't know <laughs> and then later on um, in school, I printed photos of me and Matt, like, and put them in my binder, like a, literally like a middle school kid. And my my classmate, my friend, she's my friend Taylor. She was like, "Oh, he's white." Um, she she saw my binder and was like, "Oh, your boyfriend's white." And I was like, I hesitated for a second. I was like, "Oh, like yeah, he is." But I guess. Um, I told Matt about it later and thought it was strange. Um, like, I, I think it was just like the way she said it, I guess. I guess people assumed my boyfriend would be Asian. I'm not sure. Um, but it did. It happened a few times later. Like, oh, he's white. Like, you know, I never would have suspected. And some of you can relate, which I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I guess just assuming that somebody would date their same race or maybe it was maybe it's my personality comes off that way. I don't know. Um, but I remember thinking like, I don't know. I just, it, it just like, it, it's more of, it makes me think like, huh? Like what, what makes a person think that they would, they, they have this image of who my significant other is. It, it's just, I guess it's just interesting. Like maybe, 
maybe people need to get um, date other people. I don't know what I'm saying here. Um, I didn't even write about this. Like I, I didn't take notes about that specific section. So I don't want to like go down a rabbit hole and dig myself into this weird, awkward hole and make my sound, make myself sound silly. Okay. Moving on to continuing with my life. Um, Matt's grandma, I remember we were in the car one day and she, and remember, keep in mind, friends, I was 19 years old when I first started dating Matt, still a bit sassy and, you know, I'm a teenager, technically. Um, We were driving back from this car show and we're in the car with his grandparents and everybody's in there and Matt's grandma asked me where I was from and me still being sassy and very literal. I knew exactly what she meant, but I responded, oh, I'm from Grand Prairie, Texas, but face i cannot believe i i'm like yelling at my 19 year old self like what is wrong with you you knew what she meant you knew what she was asking but i think i was just i want people to ask the right way i guess i don't know what's what's gone into me i don't know um in anyway the the conversation i eventually got to that my parents were from taiwan and <laughs> so i i don't know my, row 19 year old self like get over it people are gonna ask the way that they ask and maybe but maybe that's I think part of me I wanted to educate at the same time like oh did you mean like where my family is from or my ancestors I don't know if that sounds too far away or like what ethnicity are you I'd rather people ask it that way and Matt knows too because I've I've told him like make sure you ask it like that like if you say nationality I would say oh I'm American but if you say ethnicity I mean you know there's just so many other things that you could say it's the the verbiage the jargon that you could ask and anyway but about me and uh, Matt's grandma today like we we have such a strong bond I like we text and call pretty often and I told her recently that I really truly cherish my relationship with her so so much probably because of the distance and language barrier that I had with my own grandparents um, other than my ama who I mentioned previously she she spoke really um, good English and my Chinese is like a kindergartner or third grader I guess you could say um, I, I'd have never I've never felt very confident in my Chinese um, but also my Nai Nai, who is my paternal grandmother, she actually passed away um, almost a year ago now, but her, she spoke Taiwanese and I always had a hard time understanding her. And so of course, growing up, I didn't speak Taiwanese and I, and my Chinese was even worse when I was in elementary, middle school. So I didn't really have a relationship with her and that, and that made me very sad. I wanted to talk with them and get to know them and things like that. But it was, it was hard for me to obviously have that relationship. And my ama, she was just constantly traveling and all over the place going literally like internationally traveling, traveling and domestic, just always visiting everybody in the family. And, um, my grandpas on both sides they passed one passed away when I was four the other one passed away when I was nine and they also both spoke Chinese too so that was hard 
for me to communicate with them. Let's see. So scooting forward to when Matt and I got married, there we would occasionally, when we had like disagreements and stuff, like I would be insecure and say, like maybe you would have been better off if you had married a white girl and not like me, you know, Asian because of our maybe my personality or our culture cultural differences. Maybe that's why we're like disagreeing, you know, in the moment. And he had he had shared like in a different disagreement, he had shared the same thing. He was like, maybe you would have been better off with an Asian man, blah, blah, blah. But like we both, we both in those moments, we shut those conversations down. We're like, no, I chose you and I chose you for a reason. And we, and, and then eventually we made that commitment because we, we loved each other and we enjoyed each other's company and we we made each other better people and of course we're both so thankful for where we are like we are i don't want to say completely that's not or even 180 we we are we are different than we were 10 years ago but in the better way like more mature and sometimes <laughs> um but just bouncing ideas off of each other, problem solving, becoming a better daughter and sister and him, him son and brother and all that and grandson, just becoming better people and, and hope and I hope that that continues for the next 70 years, you know. So to kind of to kind of close out, if you are in a interracial relationship or you're considering it maybe you're on the the fence about it ask yourself do we have does this person do we have the same morals does their family accept me are their friends racially considerate am i being fetishized 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 it's kind of hard to say do we have the same religious beliefs or if we don't Will I be okay with having different religious beliefs? Are our political beliefs similar or if are they so different that this is like a, what's that word? I always forget the word whenever I need it. Like this is a hundred percent no, no for you. If somebody's beliefs are, you know, I say this because of the times that we're in right now. If somebody, if someone feels very strongly about a political decision and you're like, oh, nope, I could never be with somebody that believed in X, Y, Z. So in conclusion, I, I want my children to be exposed to all types of people, races, ethnicities, nationalities, socioeconomic status, religion, education, um, athletes, musicians, etc. Because I feel that for the most part, not not a ton, but I feel like I was exposed or given the opportunity to be surrounded by lots of different types of people. And it helps me to be less judgmental. I'm, I'm, I will be honest. I, I have, I have a hundred percent judged somebody by just the way they look or the, like the one thing that they said to me, or they looked at me wrong, or maybe they had something in their eye and I thought that they looked at me wrong. But I think the more people that we're exposed to, it, it helps us 
see things in other in other ways, other perspectives. And people that travel a lot, like you would you would agree with this because you see how other cultures do things and we don't maybe you you may judge it initially, but then if you stay there for a, a certain a period of time and you get to know why they're this way or that maybe it was a tradition or like oh I see why they you understand why they do it this way and other people are wondering American people or specifically Floridians Floridians I said Floridians what the heck uh, Floridians or Texans or Californians or New Yorkers why are they why are they this way you know why are New Yorkers so mean and from our opinion it seems like they're mean but they're not mean that's just their culture that you kind of have to be a little brash in order to survive and survive in that culture because everyone's moving at such a fast pace they don't have time for bs they don't have time for small talk like just get to the point let's go and they're loud because everyone else there is loud so you have to be louder to be heard and that's just the culture and so um i i i mean to us southerners that have we have our what is it called our southern charm or whatever like we would we're like oh they're so mean like crying about it but i mean they're that's just their culture it's it's just a way of life and it's to them that that's normal yeah and so it's that's not the best example but you guys know what i mean um i i'm very i'm i'm honestly so thankful for our both of our families that they've been so accepting with me and with Matt because I know it is not always easy. I know I've heard stories where friends were judgmental, parents were did not approve, whether it be religion or ethnicity, whatever the reason, or even the gender. They weren't okay with that. Um, so I just hope that me sharing a little bit about my background has and even these questions that I mentioned helps you or even if it's not helping you it's just completely neutral hopefully it entertain you for a few minutes or gave you some background noise while you're driving to work <laughs> anywho my friend Vanessa she suggested that at the end of every podcast that I have Rose random train of thoughts because I am so random and I have constant things going boop, 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 like my brain feels like what are those? I feel like there's a game where there's like air pushing up and there's like a thousand little tiny balls just like going all over the place. That That's just to give you some perspective. That's what my brain feels like constantly. I'm like all day. I'm having these random thoughts, but I will say that they do always connect. I just don't share the train of thought of how I got there because there's literally like six trains. And then I just, I just scream out the seventh one. You didn't hear the second, third, fourth, fifth reasons, sixth reasons of how I got there. So of course it's going to sound random to everybody else, but my random train of thought for today is the other day, Matt and I went to the grocery store and we we're just picking up a couple things and we're in the aisle staring at the crackers. Cause we really wanted some to replace our other ones so we could eat our vegan cheese. And or like, okay, should we get the Ritz or should we get like those ones that are like the nice ones that have like a a full pack? And we're just kind of standing there just looking at the, the prices and everything, trying to figure out which brand that we want. And we and I hear in the in the back of us staring at all the crackers, we hear like, <laughs> like, what is happening? Like, okay, like I get picking up a bag of chips down the road and just tossing it in your grocery 
um, your cart. But this, the, it just keeps going. And I'm thinking, I look over Matt's shoulder and there's just like this elderly woman messing with a bag of, um, I forgot what they're called, but they're like the pop, what's it called? Rice, rice crackers. Yeah. They're like those rice crackers that are like bigger. Um, and she just keeps messing with it. And then I literally, I like lock eyes with her. She looks at me and I'm, and I kid you not, I'm, I'm really not trying to be mean, just trying to paint a picture she had this kind of like mousy mole rat type of vibe her her hair was it looked like it was unkept and she her she was hunched over the poor thing like her didn't look like she had good posture she looked unhealthy i i glanced over at her because she was making a ton of noise and we locked eyes and she's trying to, at this point, she's trying to open the bag. I'm like, okay, whatever. You want a little snacky snack while you're shopping? I get it. Cause we all get a little hangry and it's just bad decisions. You make bad decisions whenever you go to the grocery store hungry. She locks eyes with me. She literally, she, I mean, she sees that I'm staring at her. So she turns her back to me. I'm like, okay, so my bad, whatever. <laughs> and she lo- she turns her back towards me and keeps, continues opening the bag and anyway um we're we i matt like notices it too we both look at each other and we're like (laughs) what's happening over there we go back to our cracker decisions and then i see her like over matt's shoulder again i hear you know i saw her open the bag i see her eat some then she she puts it back on the shelf and like hides it she like puts it behind the other bags to hide it i'm like uh what first first off disgusting second are you gonna pay for that or 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 what third we're in a pandemic like gross nasty germs covid Ah. i didn't say anything to Matt. I said, what the heck? I said, no. I was like, what, what's happening? I, I remember, I remember thinking I was walking really fast at the time and um, maybe Matt can say, yes, I was. Cause I felt like I was like floating as I was walking so fast. I go over there. I start digging through the, the chips and the rice crackers, whatever. And I find the open one. It was like two or three bags back. So this bitch was trying to hide it. She's trying to eat a snacky and get away with it. I mean, like, if you're gonna just it was literally like three dollars what is the big deal um so anyway i grab the bag i go to the next aisle. i i look down the next aisle she's not there i go down the next aisle oh there she is she's in the freezer section she's looking at the freezer area maybe about to eat some frozen fries as well do the same thing probably i don't know i don't know this mole rat lady is ah annoying i take the bag of rice crackers and I and I throw it in her grocery cart. I said I said uh I said are you gonna pay for this? And she goes when I throw it in the her cart she goes oh and I, I just looked at her and the bag was crack crackers were in her grocery cart and I was like mm-hmm and I just walked off <laughs> and then I told Matt what I did and he goes oh I thought you were gonna take it like to a worker to and tell them what happened. I was like oh yeah I probably should have done that instead of been so aggressive. Like I'm thinking back now, like what if she has like dementia, but whatever, it's not that big of a deal. 
<laughs> and anyway, we, we go to the checkout line and then she's at like the customer service thing. And I'm thinking in my head, I bet she returned that bag and probably I'm, I'm totally making this up. She could have just been over there for another reason, but she, I'm thinking in my head, she probably took that bag and was like, I didn't like these crackers. Like I'd like to, re- I'd like to return them. I, I'm, I bet that's what she, ugh, whatever. She refused to make eyes with me whenever I was in the checkout line too. Eh. Anywho, I hope you enjoyed listening and I'm sorry that this was uploaded late. I got my back was injured this weekend and I didn't feel like moving. So anyway, I hope you have a wonderful day and enjoy your week and it's almost Christmas. Woohoo.